Can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Adore Beauty acknowledges First Nations people as the traditional owners across the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to Elders past, present and future whose lands were never ceded. Welcome back to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Hannah First. And I am your summer co-host, Melissa Mason. So, Mel, have you seen there are like the most insane photos of J-Lo on the beach looking no older than 25? <laughs> that woman never ages. We'll definitely put in the uh, show notes you'll, you, so you can go have a look. I'm sure people have seen them. So, mm-hmm. I initially saw these photos and I want to ask what your first thoughts were because I've got like the most shocking thing about this photo that I want to tell you that I noticed. So, what, what do you think? Okay, so she's walking on the beach. Yep. She's got a big straw hat. We love a sun safe girly, so this is is wonderful. Huge straw hat and big sunnies on. White bikini, pink towel. Yeah. Where I'm really giving everyone this is I feel like I'm reporting back to like a policeman, like about a crime that's been committed. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> and she's singing along to music, apparently. Like you can see that she's singing in the photos. But she's wearing like a set of those headphones, like the connector headphones with the cord. Oh, you are a hundred millionaire, maybe billionaire. Why (laughs) are you wearing the corded iPhone (laughs) headphones? I didn't even know they were still in circulation. Like I thought AirPods had taken over from the cord connector headphones. That's the most insane thing to me. Like, Girl, get some AirPod Pros. Like, why are you wearing those corded headphones? <laughs> okay, but what if JLo is one of those people like me who cannot keep <laughs> who her, like, wireless headphones <laughs> together? <laughs> like, I yeah, always true. have one missing. One is AWOL. She's that girl. Yeah, but she could have 10 pairs. She has true. all the money in the world and she's using those Like I find those, like she has to hold her phone next to her. She can't put the phone (laughs) down like in her handbag and like stroll along the beach with the Bluetooth. But you're right. My mum can't connect. It takes her so long to connect her Bluetooth AirPods to her phone that it would just be easier to just connect to the iPhone. I actually, in general, I don't understand celebrities. Like you always see Robert Patterson on a walk with Suki Waterhouse. You always see them out together and and both of them are always wearing the corded headphones. And I never think, oh, wow, (laughs) cute couple. Oh, Suki's pregnant. I always think... Why are they wearing corded headphones? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, so I, I'm sorry if Get I've offended like, anyone. Get 15 that- different assistants to buy some more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to be relatable. It is relatable. I will say that because she certainly does not look relatable in these photos. She looks 25. She has abs. She looks like yes. ridiculous. I can't, I, I cannot believe it. <laughs> Sometimes I think she's AI generated. That's the vibe I get from her. Same. Like she's an AI yeah. generated, you know, 50, what is she, 54 or whatever she is, because it doesn't, it, it seems to defy the law of gravity. We'll never know. But look, moving on from AI generated JLo. <laughs> What is on the podcast today, Hannah? So on today's episode, we are talking about workplace bathroom etiquette for the cringy combo. Then we're chatting about our fake tanning tips and, of course, the products we didn't know we needed. 
So for workplace bathroom etiquette, this was on my list of things that I wanted to talk about. So the other day I was at work and I was walking into the bathroom mm. and there was another girl from the team who I know, I kind of know her, like we, we chat here and there and we're chatting, we walk into the bathroom, we go into stalls next to each other, we're still chatting, we're both peeing and we just have this conversation. Then I finished peeing early. So then the conversation sort of had to, mm. it kind of kept going, but I got further and further away from her. So it sort of just came to a complete halt <laughs> as I started washing my hands. <laughs> I know this feeling. I've done this before. And then you're almost like yelling into the stalls as you're walking out the door. And then like, do I stand here and wait for her to come out so we can finish the conversation or do I just leave? It wasn't awkward in the moment when we were chatting in the stalls, but it was sort of awkward leaving the stall. I firstly, I want to know what would your what's your etiquette if you if you've got a coworker and you're both about to go into the bathroom at the same time. What do you do? Or you see someone going in at the same time as you? I'm exactly like you because I'm such a chatterbox. I will start having a conversation and then I'll regret it as soon as I'm in the stall because mm. I'm like, now it's weird. Now you know I'm in here. Firstly, actually, I'll start again. Ideally. If I see someone else is coming to the bathroom and I've gone into the work bathroom, I run in and I smash that door shut so they don't know who's in there because then that's the perfect situation. We can both pee or do whatever else we want in peace and then no one has to be any wiser. And I sort of try and time when I'm going to leave the bathroom stall to wash my hands so that I either get ahead of them or wait for them to leave. So relatable. I'm very strange about this. So that's that's my ideal. (laughs) It is so relatable. And then, so that's pain. So the other one is if you have to go, if you have to do number twos, if you need to do a number two, you have to do a number two. Like holding onto it sometimes hurts. Mm. Like it does. Like it's not good for you. Our producer Cass actually put a TikTok in here and I agree with this. If you go into the toilet and and the stall is closed and there's no pee and there's not a sound coming out of that stall, they're just dead silent and they're pretending like they're not there, but you know they're there. In that case, Mm -hmm. I believe you should always rush, do the quickest pee that you can do and leave and let that person finish their business. Like that is good manners and and being a moral person. Absolutely. (laughs) Do not let them sit there in shame any longer. No. (laughs) Definitely don't say hi. Definitely don't say hi. (laughs) But then have you been the person on the other end and you then have to wait? You can't let the plop come, but you have to wait until that person leaves. Yes. And then you can relax. But then this is the worst part. Someone else comes into the bathroom to pee. So (laughs) you're just holding this poo. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I actually, my, this is, this is my recommendation for people. You have to find, and I know not all workplaces are like this, but I worked a long time ago at a big corporate company and we had a conference center that was like, we were on level six or something and level ground at a conference center. Yeah. So I would always go to the conference center and go to that empty bathroom. The poo toilet. The poo toilet. So if you can find a toilet in some, you know, Within what, a 500 meter? Like, even if there's a shopping center that's near the workplace at the yeah. lunchtime, you know, like find somewhere. <laughs> Leave the building. <laughs> yeah. I actually have a friend who has the best story about this where they had a construction level in their building oh. that was like, 
I don't think they were allowed to go down there, to be fair. Like, if it's construction, you probably couldn't. But apparently the lift would still open there. And it was like, you know, it was like boarded off. Like, you couldn't fall down a hole or anything. But basically the toilet was still functional. And they figured this out. And they were like, this is perfect. Because every time I need to go and do a poo, I can just go to the construction level. And literally no one is going to walk in on me. (laughs) Because there's no one on this level. So, yeah, I think finding a – it's like a bathroom of serenity or something. Yeah, we are some adore beauty (laughs) staffers. We won't say who they are. But – one person had said, I genuinely can't do a number two anywhere but my own home, but I feel like if someone is shitting at work, I try and give them privacy and pee really fast. But if you mm. can't do a number two anywhere but your own home, you have to time your life so that you're home during that window of time, I think. And that's what I find really hard. Yeah. I think there are people who are very regular with their poo schedule and then there are people like me who are not. And I think if you're not, then you're just going to have these moments. I really liked this one from the AB content team. I placed down a small bit of toilet paper first so my business isn't so loud. That is genius move. It's perfect, except if you have, yeah, like, I mean, if you're constipated, it's all over for you, honey. Yeah. Like, it's going to be loud. But, hey, you might be lucky. <laughs> You're not. And then that's great. Sorted. The other thing that I wanted to ask you, this would be probably, I don't know if this has ever happened to me, but what would you do if you did it? Every time I go to a a bathroom (laughs) in Thailand, this is always a possibility that the toilet will not flush. (laughs) So, Oh, don't. This is my worst nightmare. This is my worst fear. (laughs) It almost happened to me the other day and I had to stand in the toilet for like three minutes and wait for the system to reset. (laughs) And like, you're just like, please, please. Oh my God, thank God it reset. Because if it didn't reset, what do you, I think you just run. You just run and cut your losses. Like, what can you do? Yeah. You quietly close the lid and then you come out. And if anyone's there, you say, that toilet is broken. It's about to flood. Do not go in there. Do not look in there. Do not even think about that toilet. I once locked it from the inside and crawled under the door to, like, make sure that no one would ever go in there. Which, I mean, I feel so bad. I feel like the maintenance staff would have just... That's genius. What's happened here? I did tell this story, and I'll tell you, Mel, now. I was out at a restaurant, and they had a bathroom, and I was waiting to go to the toilet. I really had to pee, and I waited to pee for a good 10 minutes. And this guy came out of the toilet. No shame, no nothing, but I walked in the bathroom, and the air was warm. Like, it was... No. I know exactly and, what you mean. But, the, but, but a cube had started to form because he'd spent so long in this one bathroom. So there was someone behind yeah. me and I walk in and the smell like, Ugh, like that was me in the toilet. I quickly went to the toilet. Yeah. I came out of the toilet and I had to say, that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> And imagine the cycle down the queue. And she would have said that to the next person. But then I walked past him as he was still enjoying his brunch. And I was like, I I just couldn't, I couldn't deal. And I actually had to say, that wasn't me. Anyway. That's probably enough from us. We've had some other Adore Beauty staffers and their etiquette. So someone says, 
if I'm walking to the bathroom and I see someone walking in, I skip the bathroom trip and go to the kitchen. So I hate going at the same time as someone else because the sound of peeing in front of them. Wow, that's a good evasive technique. This is really funny. Someone had said, my pet peeve is when people pretend to wash their hands and don't actually use soap, just run the water over their hands. (gasps) That is not cleaning anything. No! Oh, I've heard people not wash their hands. Have you ever been in the stall and you've heard someone just leave and and you're like, I never heard a tap going. Where was the tap? Were you running invisible water on your hands? What is going on? I've definitely been in a situation at shopping centres where it's they've got the automatic soap dispensers and no soap comes out. And you're like, well, what do I do? There's no soap. Yeah. Like, I, there's nothing that I can do. Oh, I love this one. I love this one. I hate when you go in and the seat is wet. Or someone leaves a mark and it becomes your responsibility to clean it. This is That is my pet hate too. That is absolutely my number one. Like I would be happier with skid marks in the toilet because you can't really control that in a public toilet, right? There's no little toilet brush there. If there is, use it. But otherwise, I mean, what are you going to do? Someone else said, I never sit fully down on public toilets for, for number ones. My mum taught me that. Thoughts? Do you do, do, you do the same? Same. Okay. Yep. I'm weird as well because this is also something my mum taught me except then I took it to the extreme and I don't really sit on any toilet when I'm doing number ones now. Your, like your own my toilet? About the germs. Yeah. Even my own toilet but I will and I will use like a little bit of toilet paper even on my own toilet if other people have been in my house a few times. It's making me sound like a germaphobe, but it's just this bizarre thing that mum instilled into me when I was a kid. And even she's like, that's weird. That's not what I taught you. I was talking about public toilets. I would love to know the percentage of, (laughs) I I would really love to know the percentage of people that squat, like squat on the public Mm. toilets and the people that actually sit down. Anyway, this has been a fairly long conversation on um, bathroom etiquette. I think everyone Mm -hmm. must have their own (laughs) etiquette. I like a little chat, but I'm also very conscious if if the person is in the stall, always quick, leave, let them finish their business. Agreed. So we're going to be talking about fake tanning tips today. We did like a really intense fake tanning episode probably like four years ago on the podcast. And actually we have all different brands now at Adore and I've tried more of them. So it's good that we're revisiting fake tanning. Summer in Australia, obviously we support sun safety. At the moment at home, I tan once a week. What about you? What's your fake tanning schedule? Look, It's really dependent on how much I'm going out and doing stuff. Like if I'm just being a little troll at home, I probably won't fake tan at all. And I'm naturally quite pale. I'd say I've got very Aussie skin, you know, like it's quite pale. But then if I'm having a lot of sun outdoorsy, even if I'm wearing sunscreen, I'll naturally go like a sort of a a lightish tan. Like even I can't avoid it. But it definitely isn't like it's quite pale if I'm indoors all the Mm -hmm. time. So I'll just stay like a little ghosty Mel for a while if I want to. But then if I really feel like, oh, I'm going to go out a lot, I'm going on holidays or it's the, you know, there's lots of parties on that month. I will probably do it about, yeah, like once a week, once a fortnight. Like I'll usually let whatever tan I've done run its course mm-hmm. and then scrub off the excess and go again when there's something else on that I want to be tan for, really. 
I do wait between prep and application. Mm-hmm. So I will usually scrub off any excess tan or if I'm just, it's like the first tan of the summer, I'll scrub just my skin to get rid of any dead skin cells and my elbows and, and knees and stuff to make sure that the tan goes on smoothly. Do you prep like in advance like me or are you more like right before I'm going to tan, I'm just going to do all the skin prep? I feel like if I have been tanning every week, if I haven't tanned in ages, I will just do like a, you know, exfoliation in the shower. That'll be it. But if I've actually got tan on, I've been using Loving Tan, have a, it's called the Loving Tan Deluxe Tan Remover. And what you do is you like put that on. I think you leave it on. It must be some sort of AHA. I'm pretty sure it actually is some sort of chemical exfoliation. So I'll put that on and then you actually get in the shower and you use one of those mitts and it gets, and that will get the tan off. Mm. Bondi Sands also have one of those that a lot of people talk about and really like. So if I actually need to get the tan off to then do it again, I'll use something like that. But if I haven't tanned in ages, just a, like a regular scrub in the shower is fine. I like the mitt. Like, I'm definitely a mitt girl in that. I'm just so lazy. I feel like everyone's going to learn this about me on the podcast real quick. I'm the laziest (laughs) person. And so I find, like, liquid stuff or, like, a body scrub too messy, too much, like, afterwards cleaning out the shower, etc. But I'll just use they have a mitt, an exfoliating mitt. Yeah, and I think the mitt's probably enough. I think so too, and I find it fine unless, like, if my tan is particularly, like, if I've done a bad job or I, like, I don't know, I tried a new brand and it wasn't really vibing with my skin or whatever and I need the full, like, full-on stuff, then I'll probably get the body scrub out as well or I'll get go a few days between, mm-hmm. like, before tanning again just to really get off all the extra. Because I think that's when you get that real patchy tan, I believe, is more when you're tanning and then tanning and then Mm. tanning and you're not getting rid of the old tan properly Mm -hmm. and it's sort of just creating like these built up patches because our skin is naturally going to like like I get eczema right so I have these dry patches and that's where the tan adheres to much more than other parts of my skin and I know that if I don't do the post tan prep for the next lot of tan (laughs) that's where the tan will stick again and it just starts to look really obvious. Do you put anything like for those dry areas like say so for me like it would be elbows knees do you do put do you do and then if Mm. you've got any dry patches do you do anything any prep I'll usually use like a very light moisturizer because I like for my knees and elbows I can get away with the like heavier like some people like to use like say like Vaseline um and things like that but I'm more like because my patches might be on like the inside of my elbow for example yeah or um just sometimes I'll just get like a random patch on my leg or whatever I find the light moisturizer helps it not to take the tan too much more than anywhere else on my body without completely erasing the tan, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it doesn't, like, cause sometimes I've gone the other way where then I like have pale patches where the tan just didn't take because it couldn't absorb into my skin. Bondi Sands also has a body brush and it has been such a game changer I have to for, try me, this. for those parts. So it's yep. really thick bristles like 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 they're they're fine bristles but there's a lot of them basically and it's like a curved almost like a wave shape so very contoured for your knees and your elbows and all of that and what I'll do is once I've applied all my tan I'll go back over the areas like that are problem areas for me like my knees elbows inside of my elbows etc but anywhere kind of that's a bit bumpy like even my collarbone 
or mm-hmm. even like I know I don't know if you get this, but like between my boobs mm-hmm. gets like like my little like what is that called? That bit between your boobs, whatever. Yeah. Like your cleavage, but I don't have cleavage. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just in there. Um, that always gets patchy right between the boobs. Yeah, a, I don't know what that yeah, is, but yeah. it always happens. Actually, that's another time that 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 body brush is really good. How annoying is it when you've done your fake tan and you're like, I will not sweat. Nothing will touch this body. It's a temple of tan. And then you splash some water on your leg or something like it's just something oh, happens, like some water oh comes off. Oh, my God, yes. You're washing the dishes and yes. some water splashes. So you can get that brush and it actually will buff those little or, spots out without you having to go back in or, with more tan or you product. Pe- or you pee and you have to wash your hands after you pee, as we've learned in the earlier previous yeah. segment. And then you start and then you get the streaky <laughs> on the hands. Well, I was going to say for hands, I actually use the Coco and Eve Kabuki brush that it's like it's very it's very different to the Bondi Sense. It's actually more of like a it's like a very soft foundation kind of brush. That's what it looks like. It's a kabuki brush. Yeah, okay, and right. So I use that one for hands and for feet because I've had some just horrible hands and feet like I'm really bad at tanning my hands and feet so I do use that now and then actually for elbows I don't really put anything on the knees my knees aren't too dry but my elbows are horrible like right now I'm feeling them they're really dry I like put a tiny Mm. little bit of like a gel like a gel moisturizer because I think you're right a really thick moisturizer is just too much of a buffer between the tan and you actually won't kind of get anything well, I was going to ask you, what are your favorite products actually in general for tanning? For people that have listened to this podcast for a while, I talked about Tuscan Tan a lot in the early episodes. And then a lot of people, the girls that I work with, friends, everyone was talking about the Bondi Sands Aero Tan. Like it just, people mm. love it. Mm-hmm. It's become. And so I thought, I, I was like, I've got to try this. I think Tuscan Town was out of stock on a door and I'd run out. Tuscan Town is just the most beautiful color. I really love it. But I wanted to try the Bondi Sands one and I am converted. It's the Bondi Sands Aero One Hour Express Foam. I already naturally am olive skin, so I leave it on for hours and hours. Yeah, right. I do yeah. one coat and then I just leave it on. But they also have the One Hour Express Face mm face mist so I don't use that on my face I'll then use their face mist my only thing is it's a little bit hard to use so like don't just spray it because it kind of uh, when I first did it I kind of got it everywhere so I actually spray it into my um, mitt and I'll do my face and I will wash that one off after like one to two hours I don't leave it on too much because the other day my boyfriend got Mm. home and I had I was I had the arrow on and I'd left it on for like probably four hours and he was just like, no, this is too much. Like you look ridiculous. Yeah. And if you don't like that mist, if you find that mist a little bit difficult to use, the other one I really like for face is the Cocoa and Eve Sunny Honey Barley Bronzing Face Drops. It is probably the easiest face drops to use. It's got a really nice applicator. It's not a gradual tanner for the face. I don't like gradual tanners for the face because then by the time I use all my active skincare, the gradual tanners just become irrelevant. Like it just cancels each other out. So if I really want to use a tan, I need to use like a proper face tan. So you'll wake up really bronzed with that one. I've got a couple of others. The the best mitt that I love is the Coco and Eve Soft Velvet Mm -hmm. Self Tan Mitt. Weirdly, it's not black. Usually they're like black so you can't see the tan. It's actually like bright pink, Mm -hmm. 
but it's very comfortable and it's a really good mitt and I really yeah. recommend that one. So those are probably my all my faves at the moment. What about you? Well, I'm a recent Loving Tan convert and I feel like Loving Tan has such a strong fan base. I feel like if you're into it, you are in, like you are all in, it's your favorite, you ride or die. And I'm very much there now. I only recently used it. And so the one that I really love, I've used it now probably like for most of this summer and then like also in spring when I was overseas and stuff was the deluxe bronzing mousse because a lot of people like the two-hour express but Mm -hmm. I find with my skin any of the express tans really take to dry patches like really really and I've never been able to I don't know what it is about it but like it's never been for me a lot of them also have made me really itchy and I actually was listening to an old episode of this podcast where I think you guys were talking about how sometimes fake tan left on can make your skin itchy and Mm. I I was like yes that is me like I get itchy skin if I leave fake tan on too long and particularly those like instant fast ones so I I prefer to sleep in a fake tan that like takes about six to eight hours to develop so their deluxe bronzing mousse I use dark I find medium I prefer again lazy girl over here I want one coat and I'm done I want to be done I don't want to be doing two days worth of fake tanning here it's just one and done and the dark for me for my skin works and I'm still relatively pale like I wouldn't say I'm super pale so I wouldn't recommend it if you're like ivory skin toned or anything but for me I'd say I have like a light to medium skin tone and it works really well gives me a really natural tan and then I've used that on my face too to be honest because it's not super drying and a little goes a long way so I'll just like quickly wipe it across my face like where the sun would naturally hit and blend it in usually I just use the mitt at the end of tanning just to do that little quick yeah kind of I've done that across my face so that's not like a whole amount of product and then I'll put moisturizer on top just in case so I usually do that because I'm like okay I might not get as tanned on my face but at least it won't be patchy Mm. and that honestly has been my routine recently but I'm also a big fan of eco tans organic face tan water people love this which is gradual and it's nice because I think it is really good for my sensitive skin, loves it, just doesn't make my skin react. It doesn't feel heavy. It doesn't feel like fake tan on your skin as well. So, yeah, they're probably my two favorites. I'm also a big fan of a velvet mitt, but I don't mm-hmm. have a particular favorite. So I'm definitely going to try your Coco and Eve bright pink one. Bright pink bright would be pink. fun for yeah, fake no, tanning. And, and Let's can, make that a thing. You can totally <laughs> see the tan and... It's actually kind of a luxe mitt. And it, can I tell you what it is? Mm. It has a thumb pocket. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Ooh, so, yeah, we love a, thumb a thumb pocket. pocket. Yeah, that's – and I will say on Loving Tan, I'm not a Loving Tan gal. Our old co-host, Joanna, yep. who obviously loved Loving Tan, the two-hour express. And actually my mum now, I gave her my Loving Tan because I'm obsessed with this Bondi Sands Aero Tan. She put it on the other day and – she doesn't really tan that often. And I was like, wow, you look so good. She's like, yeah, I'm using that loving tan. She loves that. So I think you're right. Like if you love it, yeah. you love it. Which is the thing with all fake tans, right? Like it's about finding the one that works best for your skin type and tone. Like yep. that's kind of where you 
you play around and you figure it out. How do you tan your back? So this is interesting. I don't because obviously everyone on this podcast knows I was single for so long. To be honest, I could I just didn't. I would just sort of get the shoulders yep. and just hope for the best and get in the the middle of the back and just just hope for the best. Now Nick will do it. <laughs> he takes his time as well. Yep. He's like really takes his time, gets it all. He really cares. (laughs) He really cares. But I did live with my sister at one point, so she would do it. But And I have tried a wooden spoon. So I put the mitt in the wooden spoon and just try to get it as best as I can. Yeah. What do you do? That's genius. Well, because I was going to say the thing that I use is essentially – the professional version of, of that, a wooden like spoon. a version where the mitt's not going to fly off. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to try so hard. So Loving Tan has this, it's called the easy to reach back applicator and it basically folds out and it almost looks like a wooden spoon with a foam end mm. and then you just spray a bit of like your tan onto that end and then you can reach up behind you or down your back like you would if you were like loofering your back I suppose and get it into that middle space where your hands can't reach and I'm like you, I was space. single for so long yeah I was like no I cannot go my life with that with a weird white patch in the middle of my back <laughs> no offense to you Hannah <laughs> so that works really well for that if you also need help getting the middle of your back Okay, Mel, please mm-hmm. don't look at the don't mm-hmm. look at the notes. Recite the acronym. P W M L <laughs> No, I've lost it already. P W M L P W M Is there a K in there? Why yeah. would there be a K in there? Yes, there's a K. What's the K for? No. No. What's products the K we for? Didn't, products we didn't know we needed. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. I was like, what is the K for in this acronym? I'm like, it's the products we love the most. Aren't you a journalist? <laughs> Didn't you know K become, comes before N? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, okay, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. Okay. Next episode, I'm going to like do practice rounds before next record. P-W-D-K-W-N. What is yours today? So it's the Ulla Henriksen Dutopia 25% Acid Flash Facial Mask. It sounds terrifying. Like when I first read that, I was like, I'm a little bit alarmed. It is amazing. So I'm a big fan of acid exfoliators, which again, and I think everyone listening to this knows what they are, right? Like you're across your AHAs and your BHAs and and the fact that exfoliation has moved on from just like granular stuff that can, you know, scrub off dead skin cells into stuff that actually can get into your pores and actually is more gentle on your skin depending on which type you use. So I was excited because I was like flash facial, but I also still think we have this thing about the word acid, right? But move past that. This is so good. And it's good for, at least from my experience, even if you have skin that is a bit more sensitive, like I think what I was a a bit concerned about was that this was going to be too intensive for my skin type and that it was going to be suited only to people that have that, you know, like if you have oilier skin, I think people can usually take a higher level of acid in their skincare. But I, in the past have found like, you know, like you you don't want to get to that point where you have the, the tingles, good, and then you get the burning bad, mm, bad. You know? <laughs> like mm. I think I've definitely gone from tingles to burning real quick before. But basically it's a little it's a little pot. I guess it's like a gel consistency. It is such a cute 
color. I don't know how to explain it, except I called it unicorny oyster shell e. It's, nice. It's that sort of illuminate translucent, but with like purple shimmer. Someone's going to fi- figure out the word for me and tell us in our DMs and I'm going to be like, that was the word that could have summarized this description. But um, it looks really cute, goes on clear, you just put a light layer of your face, and this is my favorite part, Hannah. Works in five minutes. Give me a five minute facial any day. I do not want to sit here for no, twenty minutes. Love that. I know you can sit in front of the TV and all of that, but like, I just want it on, and then I want it off, and then I want amazing skin. I've been using it for about two, three weeks, and you only really need to use it like once a week. So I wouldn't say I've gotten the full long term results yet, but instantly my skin felt smoother, a little more glowy, just like feels like, you know, when your skin just feels a little congested, like I've got, I would say like combination skin that veers towards sensitive in parts, particularly around my eyes or like around my like chin, but my nose will get real like, it just feels, it doesn't look that bad, but it feels really congested and gunky and I just like I like the clear out feeling of a chemical exfoliant and yeah so we've got we've got AHAs PHAs which I didn't know about before poly, this product it, but it actually poly, polyhydroxy oh, acids yeah yeah it. yeah and they're good for sensitive skin yeah. because they actually work more on the top layer so they don't actually penetrate as much so I think that's where you get that instant payoff is that it's getting rid of all of that you know, like gunk on the top, essentially, or the dead skin cells and that sort of thing. And BHA. So the gang's all here. We've got lactic acid, salicylic acid, glycolic acid. They're all in there. I really loved it. Yeah, big fan. I love all the gangs there. What's yours? Okay, so the story behind this product is my mum is obsessed with this moisturizer. She will not use anything else. I think she's probably been using it for 20 years She just like won't, like Mm. I'll give her stuff and she'll use it, but then she always reverts back to this moisturizer. It's the Jolique Moisture Replenishing Day Cream. I ended up taking her bottle away with me. She had, she always buys them in bulk. And so I brought her second one with me. Oh yeah. And I was like, I really have to try it. And it is genuinely unlike any other moisturizer I've used. And I know moisturizers can be a little bit boring or it's like, you don't care that much about the moisturizer. You care more about the actives and the serums. But actually, this is amazing. It is so hydrating. The way mm. that my mum describes it is like it never dries up on the skin. Like you will get, you will go to sleep and you will still be moist. We love the word moist on this book. You will still be <laughs> moist like in the morning. It really <laughs> like does. So I had a wow. look like what is in it. It's Basically, it's like a blend of shea butter, beeswax. It's got chamomile, calendula flower extract. It's got a blend of organic oils, jojoba, avocado. So I think it's just like a very, like a lot of oils. Mm, Like really nourishing, I suppose. I would say it is like an, I've got oily skin and it's actually fine. I'm not breaking out or anything like that. It's just, it's so rich. It's a really rich, beautiful moisturizer. It isn't like anything else that I've really used before. And I will continue. I actually just really want to continue to use it. And actually for a really long time, my mum never used Active. She only used this moisturizer, nothing else. This was it. Wow. This was all she used. Yes. This is such a mum thing. Yes. So that's why I wanted to then, but I, I, it's really interesting when I, I wanted to read through the reviews to see if other people felt the same way as my mum. And if you read through through the reviews, people are like, 
I've been using this moisturizer for 20 years. I've been using this moisturizer, I think someone said 35 years, which how long has Jalik even been around for? I don't even know. But anyway, they've been using it 15 years, (laughs) 10 years. Like I think people find this moisturizer and they're like, wow, it's really different to anything else that I've used. It does say it's a day cream, but I actually use it as a night cream because it's for my skin, I couldn't. Yeah. I probably wouldn't use it under makeup just because I've got already got oily skin. But I wake up the next morning and my skin still feels really nice. But I guess that sort of brings me on to mum skincare. Do you have anything that you're like, what mm. is your mum skincare? I was going to say to you, this is such a mum thing to have a product that they just religiously support like they are just on like if they get it and they love it nothing can sway them away from that product nothing my mom's is the lancome advanced genifique serum Ah. she loves it to death to death like if it's on sale she will buy it she has bulk bulk purchasing wrapped packages of it yes with mom's bulk purchasing It's just wild. <laughs> yeah, sorry. My mum will not really. There was a stage where she did, there was a SkinCeuticals moisturizer that I gave her and she did swap for like a period. She used that for quite a while. But I think when you've been using something for 20 years, it's really hard. Like I think our sort of generation of skincare users, we loved, like I love trying new stuff. I just like love the newness. Anyway, I feel like everyone should ask their mum what's their number because I actually am really surprised my mum's recommendation is amazing, like really amazing. And there's, yeah, a re- there's yeah. like, I can see that there's like a reason she's been using it for 20 years. And I will actually just say my dad's, his product is like $8 at the supermarket. It's the Nivea moisturizer, oh. like the thick, really thick oh, blue tub. Yes. And he's been using that since he People was- People love that. He's been using that for almost 50 years. Wow. However, I think in the last five years, mum got him onto the Jalique moisturizer. Like he's upgraded. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Has he glowed up? Is there a glow up happening on his skin? He, he, she said that he started stealing her moisturizer. So then she bought, because this moisturizer is not cheap. So then I think she bought him his own. So yeah. Go love back that. to basics with the parentals. They love the moisturizers. <laughs> they do. They love them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is it from us this week. Thanks, Mel, for again. Loving being here, guys. Loving it. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And we'd love to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you could leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.